This episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast is sponsored by Fisher Skis, and you can visit them at www.fishersports.com. The Out of Bounds Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Rumple. If you need a puffy blanket, if you need something comfortable, if you need something warm and easy to pack for all of your outdoor adventures, go to Rumple and get yourself a new blanket today. They have some super packable ones like the Nano um, that are literally the same size as like a Nalgene. Nalgene? Nalgene? Nalgene. Um, so go get yourself one of those. I can't tell you how useful it is to just have a quick blanket, even if you're doing simple stuff, right? Like even if you're going to an outdoor concert and you need a blanket to sit on, like I've done that probably a dozen times this summer. Um, it's it's awesome. Adds a little flair to it. Football games, sporting events. We are heading into the uh, the cold NFL season in New England, especially. So if you need a blanket, even an NFL logo blanket, Rumpel has you covered at rumpel.com and you can get yourself a deal right now. Rumpel's got all kinds of stuff on sale. So go once again, rumpel.com and get yourself a new blanket today. Deuter is a sponsor of the Out of Bounds podcast and I cannot tell you how much I use Deuter products. It is, I say Deuter products and it sounds like a generic ad read, but like I use, I have 20 Deuter bags and every one of them I use for a different purpose. I have like a weird bag fetish and I have for a while and the stuff is just so dialed. I have a bag for basically every need that I could want, whether I needed an Abbey bag, I need a bag for regular backcountry touring, for lightweight bag setup, for honestly like bicycle touring. Um, they make some awesome frame bags, handlebar bags, and saddle bags, and even just travel. I mean, their duffel bags are the best. They're my favorite. I have like one of every size of every color, and it is awesome. So if you want to get yourself a new bag, go to deuterusa.com or deuter.com, D-E-U-T-E-R today. What are we doing? This is our Christmas New Year's party without a collective. We finally got Ethan on a microphone. Uh, we've been recording for 24 minutes, but we've recognized that Jabber still doesn't know how to use his equipment <laughs> and Ethan and Jabber are in separate rooms for the first time ever. That's not true. Every episode that I've bad audio in, I am not with Ethan. <laughs> like every single episode that has a problem. I'm not with Ethan. That's what we just said. Yeah. You said for the first time ever. Oh, well, right. Valid. It is not for the first time ever. It actually frequently. Ethan calls out of work. Perfect. Your microphone clipping, completely yeah. clipping. This clip, you're killing. What is absolutely going? awful? I, I don't know. Ethan, can you, you answer some questions for some people? Absolutely, I know a lot about skiing. What is the out of collective? Who is Glenn Plake? The out of oh, I know Glenn Plake. Well, anyways, the out of collective is an outdoor media company. What do That's we do? That's an excellent question. Uh, we really bad about shipping merch out. Um, oh, we're trying the positives here. <laughs> it's a comedian. Create good, uh, good social media content, Instagram, Twitter occasionally. And uh, going forward, more YouTube content. Hopefully good gear reviews, insightful pieces from Jabber. Who knows? Possibilities are endless. <laughs> I like how he gave you like a very serious answer. No, that's what we, I do think people are like, I don't interview, know isn't what it? this is. People are like, I don't know what this is. I, uh, and part of the problem is, I don't know if we know what it is. 
it's kind of whatever whatever feels right. Yeah, which is yeah. what I like though. Like I like the whatever feels right bit because like, what are you gonna do? Are you so quiet? Can you not hear him? Because I can't hear him. <laughs> I hate this mic. Okay, what is going on? Is that? Yeah, you must have something configured wrong. I mean, I, I why are you so mad at Mike? Um, what does Mike do? Who's Mike? Mike? Mike didn't do anything. So we collective is thank you, Ethan. That was very, very insightful. No, why don't you ask me another question? Jabber is clearly not part of this conversation. <laughs> can you hear it or no? We can you? hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, every fifth word. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't know what's happening. Why are you here, Ethan? That's a great question. That's because we're here for the holiday party. That's why I'm here. The holiday party. I am a part of the Out of Collective for some reason. <laughs> Unclear. How did you? How did this start? Let's go back to the roots. We're going to do a little history lesson on the no, Out of Collective. Yeah, I feel like we need to clear up, uh, you know, how this all began, because Jabber tells one story. It's not right. Does it involve an egg sandwich? It, yeah, it does actually. Yeah, I, I met Adam when I was buying ski boots, and he told me they had to go in the oven for a little while. So I went and I bought Adam an egg sandwich. The rest is history. It became just two pals. I wonder what, what was your first impression of me, honestly, in that moment. Oh, perfect. We can't hear you at all. You have no zero audio. audio yeah, now. No Literally audio. no audio. The founder of Auto Collective doesn't. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a human and you ended up being a robot. Oh, me? Yes. Define robot. How do you feel like that? You're very robotic. You're very routine. Methodical, maybe thoughtful. Let's use some other adjectives that are a little bit nicer. That <laughs> would be great. Oh, All right. is your mic on, Jabber? You good? No. I can hear you now. Oh, you can? Wow. Yeah, not well, but I can hear you. What is it feeding off of? Oh, my God. Uh, this, whole, this whole, I apologize right. to everybody for the first four minutes of this podcast. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to cut some oh. stuff for sure. Okay. Can you hear me? Softly. Yeah. Is this know. recording separate audio files? Uh, X, how you set it up? Yeah, it should okay. be. So we can always just boost yours, too. If you okay, get is, that, is that better? Yeah, I can hear you really good right now. Okay. I had to like unplug it and too restart loud, the whole thing. Too loud, too loud. Turn it off. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. I mean, is that better? I just want yeah, like a good. medium level. I it's literally the setting that it's on right now is the exact same setting I started with. So, okay. Nothing has changed. It's possible that like the input or something, I mean, they're <laughs> Know, into the laptop and then into StreamYard is messed up. I don't know. Last time I recorded with someone who had that, they had to like wedge something under it to keep it plugged in. That was Krug, I think. I was trying I not got, to say names. I got him a new one. I was trying yeah. not to say names. This yeah. is a new one. It still is a little confusing, but. You sound great. You sound great. All right. Well, we yeah, figured that part out. That's where do you one. see the Auto Collective in five years? Well, Old to Outside Magazine. <laughs> Dude, no, <laughs> it something there. It's like I know I'm not an owner, but like 300 bucks or something, I'd be cool with it. Give me a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, right. The day we sell the outside bag. I mean, who knows? Hey, hey, let's just the current outside mag. No, 
the point is to say that, and then they offer us a lot of money and we take it and then we can like upload a youtube video and be like oh this is why we decided to sell the outside mag like this is what people do like that's the content that people make is they say a definitive statement and then they go back on it completely in like a month and a half i like it i'm in that's yeah, our content strategy. money talks right do you think I, uh, yeah but i don't know that would feel dirty where are we at in five years still working with fisher skis Right. <laughs> that part probably true. Love that for us. Yep. Working with Brian Landrigan. That is the goal. Still digging and out that's of that's a diplomatic answer. Lando. That, is a, that is a dip. Yeah, Lando. you are in fucking no, I'm good now. No, you're not good. I'm that's good. Why you got the wrong size boot. That's why I got next year's boot. That's why you got the used boot, and then they tried to make it up to you by giving you next year's boot. Uh, that was a mistake, I think. And honestly, you only got next year's boot because Christian intervened. Because <laughs> Christian got involved, and he's so nice that he just gave you. No, no, boot. no. We were on the phone, and he was like, I got to ask Lando. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way Lando's going to approve this one. And oh. here I am, dude, breaking embargo daily. Congratulations. Oh, you got one of those? Yeah, I'm Mango Boy, dude. You got you got a new Ranger? Yeah. Oh, wow. no. No, 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 no. You got no, the no. new boot. boot, didn't get boot, that boot. No, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but isn't that the Ranger boot? The Din one, yeah, the or the Dinafit one. I keep yeah. calling it the Din one. It does yeah, say it's, got, it's with with the inserts. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know you got that boot. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> they have them in stock. Why I think partly is they just had right. more of those than they did these. <laughs> They don't have a lot. Yeah, they don't have a lot of the actual ZipFit one left. They no. they did pre-sell quite a few, I guess. That but that boot does not have a ZipFit liner, correct? Yeah, it still does. This one does. Oh, it does. Both of them. Yeah. Do no, no, that. no. The Ranger. The oh, yeah. Does. That one does too. Oh, because okay. it's only thought... pro. It's like the carbon infused cuff. Still, like it's like the fancy. It's the same boot, just with inserts. But like nothing a... else is really different. Are we breaking embargo right now? When, I mean, it's going to be out in a week after this comes. January. Oh, really? Huh? Oh, so we no, can I mean, post the uh, video from that, from Austria, of that boot. We did a video on that boot in Austria? Not a video on it, but we have some video of the presentation and stuff. January oh, yeah. 3rd. And we did, we did a video on it at Fisher, like, whenever Joe and I went a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So January 3rd is embargo date. Was it actually? Yeah. According Elon? to Lando. Elon is like February 12th or something. I mean, I how do you feel about embargo dates? I I think that strategic leaking is the answer. Like if people are looking, like if you have a good marketing person, there is zero reason that that marketing person should not be sending product to outlets that they think are beneficial early, early, early. Like before embargo. And I don't think it should be static pictures necessarily. Like, I don't think it should be like good photos. I think spy shots all day. Like, I think that's what should be available early to people and should be allowed to post. And I also don't know what this embargo shit is because it's not like we're getting like half of the stuff we get, we just get from one avenue or another. There's not like a contractual obligation to uphold an embargo. Yeah. Like, we don't have NDAs, we just found it. Right, so we could post. There's no no legal ramifications of us posting right. something. My is it a little rude sometimes? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. My question is, as a media guy and a shop owner, 
Because their reasoning is always that it hurts sales. No, it doesn't. It hurts sales. No. There's no chance in hell it hurts sales because people are already looking at last year's stuff. Like they come in and they want last year. It doesn't matter if they want next year's last. They're going to buy the one they want and the one they feel like they're going to have enough money for. I don't think that like it's actually affecting people's buying decisions. I think they're going to see something they want. Maybe they hold off, but like if they were going to hold off because of a certain product, right? Why should we sell them something preemptively that isn't what they actually want more? Yeah, I just think that's always their reasoning. It is the reasoning. Often. I, mean, I can prime examples this new Scarpa Telemark boot. Like obviously we have to talk about it, but they're worried that it's going to hurt the sales of their current boot. And I would say 50% of the people I've talked to, it's made them buy the current boot because they don't want the new boot. Mm. Like it's that's actually also, having, that's also not a good th like that's not very good market feedback, but yeah, yeah, but it's I wouldn't say that's like a win for Scarpa if people are like, oh, this new one's out, that's really cool. Well, Last year's one's seems rad. new one's a three buckle, the current is a four buckle. So if you're waiting for the new boot and it's a three yeah. buckle, that's not enough for what you want. This is more like a the new boot's more of a backcountry focused boot. I just can't see a scenario where it's going to hurt sales enough like that it hurts sales more than it helps sales if you know what i mean right because i think sometimes when a company puts out a new product and it's like actually innovative and it's actually something really cool i think what it does is it solidifies that brand as like at the forefront of innovation for people in their head like i think when say fisher came out with the boa boot right and like we put that out early it shows that like, okay, there's new tech coming out. They're one of the first ones to have it. People start to look at that brand a little bit differently. So I actually don't think it's a bad thing, no matter what. Like, Because I think if they're trying to find old shit, they're going to look for old shit and they're going to find it. Like, No matter how much we say stuff is sold out, people can find leftover stuff. Yeah, I I do like the strategic leak. I think. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we should just put it out. I think that's yeah. your that's a that's an out of collective Adam Jabber coin statement. Yeah. Yeah. The how is your camera blurry? <laughs> Dude, it refocuses. This part is not my fault. That part is not my fault. It it oh, like cycles back through. Uh, it, it's got an autofocus on it. I don't know. This is the one I took from the office. But yeah, no, the planned leak, I think it's I think people share it more when they don't think they should see it. So if you're a marketing company, you can leak it three days early before your statement. Oh, shared. I will say I, I got got earlier in the year, like already, like, because this is actually a smart thing to do. And as much as I may or may not like this company, when I got a text about line dropping a new bacon and it was a leak, I put it up, even though the ski got leaked in four days. Right. Like, so that's not like a leak. Yeah. Did I get it 24 hours earlier than other people? Yeah. But like. That's but not they what knew. They knew you were going to see it and post. One hundred percent. They knew. They played the game. They did it right. That's the right way to do it. I think for a lot of brands. That's good marketing. I agree. I I think it is good marketing through and through. Shout out to Line Skis for duping you. That's hot. Yeah. That's hot. <laughs> what was that? that? Oh, you, you, guys, you guys don't have hot cues, dude. Oh, did you, no. is that the stream deck? Did you get that set up? No, that's just in this garbage pile. I don't know how to use that yet. Oh, okay. 
but I got plenty. We'll yeah. we'll hit you with them. Don't you worry. Okay. I need a I need a bam, 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 but I don't have that. Um, how do you feel about double ball? Can we talk about that for a second? <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to put it on my foot. No. Oh. Okay. I'm only. I'll let you finish your opinion, and then I'll tell you why I think it's wrong. I. Well, then you can't. You can't push an opinion. I'm excited to put put it on my foot. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about it other than like those leaked photos. I know you've had some a little more conversation, a little in depth. I. You know, it's to me. It's if we're gonna fail, fail while trying. And like the ski boot has been from a rear entry to a three buckle to a four buckle. Now we have a bow with a two buckle. I think it makes sense to go to a four buckle or a, four, a double boa. Is it necessary? I don't know. Is it better? Time will tell. I... What's the most important buckle on a boot? Ethan just, Ethan knows this is just for reference. This is a good for question. Ethan knows nothing about skiing except for past content that we've made, and that he just recycles those. That's okay, Trevor. You hate genuine question. No, uh, there's a what's question. What's better, not knowing anything about something or pretending you know everything? Um, thank you. The first one, second one. I don't even know what the options were. Um, second from the top. Second from the top. Yeah, that's the correct answer. That was, like where the I was most going. uncomfortable buckle. Always. What? I feel like that's the most uncomfortable buckle. No, opinion. second from the bottom is the most uncomfortable buckle. Always. I think it depends on foot shape, but I would have to agree with Jabber on this one. I, I hear. It. I guess on over the top of the foot, probably. But that's, that's the whole I purpose of second. new boa systems is to not crush the top of the foot like those buckles right. do. My number one complaint with Boa is that it can go tight, so I want it tight. Hmm. Like when I start, that the thing, seems just, like a self-control thing. And no, it is, but like it's like a it's a learning curve. Like just because you crank it, because you can crank it, and then you ski for like four minutes, and you're like, my foot's numb because this is way too tight. Hmm. My number one issue with it is that people keep saying it's for everybody, and it's just not. Like it's not for every foot shape like it works really well and it does the job for some people but for other people it, it either is worse or makes no difference i think if you have a medium to high volume foot it is like it's awesome it's insane high instep because all of the all of the bow boots fit so big though 100 percent. with the exception of like the zip fit one is better because it's got a zip fit in it but like they all fit bit. if you look at a boot from five years ago compared to any one of the bow boots even the zip fit one, they all fit bigger than before. But I think that's going to change. Like, I think this, this is gen one. I think people are forgetting that this is gen one. Which is why I think people are skeptical to buy it. Which is fine. But to skeptical to buy it and saying it's garbage are two different things. I mean, people that are commenting, the problem is, is like those posts that we put up on BOA, it, like they'll go viral, right? And you get complete like you get the feet of the internet that just comments on it and is like oh the the, the bow is the worst because they put it on a rental snowboard boot one time and it broke yeah they and had they it on the, the, the boot years ago yeah exactly like it's not it's not actually like an experience like they're not talking from any sense of experience at all 
I know there's brands that are claiming a lower volume boa next year. Do you think that will actually exist? No. Because I don't like what they're claiming now. They're claiming like 98 to 104 last. If you're a 98 last, you're putting a boa, you're running that thing as tight as possible, and you're swimming. Yeah, I, I don't know for certain. I know there's a couple companies that are doing it that were not previously doing it, but there are, are also a few that are like still, like DeBello is two years away still. Like they're not, it's not going to be this year. It'll be next year. Razi and Lang have no interest still, it seems. Um, at least from what I've been told. They have no interest in doing it going forward. It wasn't in any of the sales product or product meetings um, for the fall. So I, I don't know. I think it's going to be the same people stick to it and they go deeper in it, right? And then like the double boa thing is stupid too because you're going to see K2 do it probably not this upcoming year, but the following year. Heads doing it, but none of the athletes liked it, except for one athlete that is still running it. Um, and it, like, I don't know. It's just not a great thing. I really think, like, especially on K2, it's like you have other issues to work out before. Hot take. Right? I don't think it's a hot take. <laughs> I have I a folder. Yeah. I have a folder dedicated to issues that need to be worked out. I have to expose myself for a minute. I don't know what the volume of a poop means. You got your feet scanned in Austria. What? 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 <laughs> I know. I understand, though. Okay, the width of my foot, but how does that correlate? That's to the what, volume like, volume the overall volume. is just how big the boot is. But when they talk That's about low volume, high is. volume, last is the width that you got measured. And volume right, usually right. is one of the factors in volume is width. Okay. So the you don't really see boots that are like 98, but have an instep of a boot that's a 104. Like that have like. How do you know what the volume of a boot is? Like MV would be medium volume. Oh, I mean, there's a mathematical sure. equation to Just get the like, number, I'm sure. Which is usually no, about 100. As like a buyer who doesn't understand. MV is usually about 100 last. Usually. Okay. 98 would be LV. 102 would be um, okay. So HV. Okay. That changes a little bit. Like if you're in like a K2 BFC, the last is like 104. Okay. I think they claim 104. And like every boot fits a little different. Like K2s fit to me, a medium, a low volume K2 fits like a medium volume, say Fisher. They're all close. They don't, there's not like a standard of measurement for like where you measure from for last, which is part of the problem. Is like you can put on any boot in a 99 like pick four different brands and they're all going to feel differently there's not like a standard because they just go off of overall volume and usually like it is with like boot flex it's just in relation to the boot model line like if you take a ranger 130 and an rc4 130 they're vastly different in flex even though they're both fishers they're both 130s that's a good tidbit yeah yeah i talk about it with people all the time because people come in and they're like oh i want a 130 and i'm like okay but a 130 in this boot is not the same as a 130 in this boot. And it's like really important for people to. I think that's more important now because we have all these 50 50 boots. Like, yeah. and because we have the internet, like, genuinely because we have the internet too. Yeah, but a four buckle with walk mode in a 130, they assume they're getting an RC4 and you're, and you're not, you're getting a Ranger. 
and it's still a good boot, but at a 130, it's softer. It's going to be softer, 100%. And what I've yeah. been telling people lately is if you expect – you have to drive the skis differently. Like everyone with their – I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they had a touring boot, and they're like, I'm just <laughs> – You're blurry. You're blurry again. I'm, they're just, I'm just crushing this boot. And I'm like, yeah, you're trying to drive a minivan like a Corvette. Like it's not the same thing. You can't drive a lightweight balsa wood ski the same as you could drive a i don't know a real ski with metal in it um yeah no for sure it's it's gotten really weird and i think people look and they the problem with flex is the way that the whole industry tears it like they go okay 130 is the best like you ski a lot you want a nice boot the 130 is the nice boot right so then we get into this scenario where people have the money to buy a 130, but they don't have any skill or they could use a 130 because they're big, but they're not great skiers or don't want to spend the money. Right. Like, so it, it's just the way that it's all set up is really dumb, but I don't have a great solution for it. What is going on with this? Well, I think the solution would be a standardized system, right? Yeah. Why is this? It seems like no. that's something that could be lab tested fairly easily to determine a very standard, you know, pounds per square inch to flex something. Yeah, but I mean, they, that would be a Kristoff question. Yeah, that's true. I wonder why the industry doesn't have a standard and why everyone has no education on this. But they don't have a standard on anything. If you pick up two 171s at the shop, they're different. Like they're different lengths, but that is a standard. That That's is a standard. Understand? It's no, it's off all the time. Like he's. That's right. what I mean. Is like it's, no, no, it's but physically it off. There is a standard, but they don't use it. They just. That's what I mean, though. It's like ninety-eight. I'm sure they measured ninety-eight last somewhere, right? And I'm sure one thirty flex is based on something, but it's not interpretation. Yeah, it's like very open. What are you doing? If you want. I'm taking a picture and getting people on the pod. And Jabber's just blurry face. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what's going on with the camera, but it's Move something really close. Block it and force it to yeah refocus. Okay, now pull away. Amazing, honestly. Copy it's lane. Camera are you on? You're not the, on your laptop camera. The Logitech one. <laughs> no way. Um, the Mavo. No, the one oh, it's, you have like, like a, that we used to use. Yeah. It just came from the office. It's the one. How'd you even we... end up with that? Uh, how do you think? You stole it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm sending you the link, Jabber, but I'm just getting it for myself to my phone. So. Okay. Um. Wait. How do you? How do you feel about double boa and why? And I think you have a little more intel on this than I do. Um. I don't boa. According to my sources, is <laughs> forcing the manufacturers to use their system. So the manufacturers do not have a design that they can use on their own. Like some of them have brought their own designs to BOA and said, Hey, we want to use this system with this design. So like this closure method, this cinch method for the cables, the cables, not just sticking out everywhere. Like not the same, it, but you can't do that. Like they don't let you. They won't let you. I mean, I get that. It's their proprietary stuff. No, that's stupid. Yeah, but it's their... The problem is it's BOA. Right. Like, well, their, their name is on the product. So if the boot performs very poorly or the systems constantly break, now that reflects on BOA, 
rather than the boot manufacturer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's just, it's just shitty. Like, I mean, yeah, but that could easily go through a process from BOA to get approved and then be like, this is an okay standard for us to use. And right? we're like, saying, that would be, but it's easier to just go, oh no, like we have our system. So that's what they're doing. So that's part of my problem. The other problem is without the way it's currently set up for double BOA right now is there's no closure method or no cinch method for all the excess cable. So, you know, when you pull your boot out to get it in, especially people that have a hard time getting their foot into the boot, they like pull the boot all the way open. So imagine that with a boa wheel oh and yeah all the cable just everywhere cable yeah cables everywhere so that's that's what i'm saying that's what the problem is right now they're I not allowing people to do that it's it's awful and it looks ugly hmm. it they does also, so the world cup athletes that were testing that head boot that there were photos of i have heard and i don't know if this is true um said that they at like high edge angles they're hitting the boa not a problem for me. Yeah, me either. But um, it seems like it would make more sense to put it on the back, but then I guess the cable goes really far around at that point. On the back? Like no. if it was on the, the true back of the boot. Because it's, it's kind of like take. it's kind of like 45 degrees. Well, right? it's on the side. And if you're that's why you're hitting it, because it's on the side. I get that. <laughs> <The camera's... laughs> Let's pull Joe in here. Uh, he's not coming in. Did you tell Joe to come in? Joe would be floored. Can we just talk about Joe's question for a second? And then we can talk about fucking Paul more. Um, yeah. Do you have questions? Pull them up. I guess I can pull them up too. I got questions. Yeah. Let's hit the questions. There's not a, there's not a lot and there's not a lot of good ones. There's a, a couple about your hair. I'm, I um, mean, I'll tell you everything. Don't wash it. Here, I'll tell you a hair story before we get there. It looks I, pink, right? Well, it's this light. It was too much, and I didn't have time to turn it down. Um, Jess was complaining that, like, something smelled, and it didn't smell bad, but she's like, something smells, and blah, 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 for, like, 20 minutes. And then I finally told her that I washed my hair, and she was like, that's what smell because it smelled clean, and it didn't smell like me, which is just disgusting all the time. So that's my whole story. That's a good story. <laughs> that's a really good story. You know when your girlfriend's mad at you because you actually smell decent. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I smell bad. I don't know if that matters in this setting. But um, where? Why? I thought you were getting questions. What happened? Oh, sorry. Um, Joe's question is my favorite question. It says... How many podcast hosts does it take to send audio files to an editor on time? Four. Yeah, we should talk about that. Why is it? Why is it so difficult for you guys to get podcast audio to editors? Oh, it's time? all four of us now. It's not just one of us. Um, I don't use an editor. One. You say this all the time, but you send it to him on like the day before. Yeah, but at like that 10 could PM. easily be changed yes. and not be his problem by a drag and drop by me. So yeah, I will say that. I Anyways. will say that. Yep. I'll take things that are not happening for a thousand. Thank you. But what is you guys. difficult about the podcast industry? Uh, scheduling has gotten harder. I will say that because Instagram DMs go to space now. And if they don't check their DM, like in space world, 
they don't see it. And then you like think you had something lined up. And then I think like that's a lot of my problem. I think that's just getting guests in general right now is if you don't, if they don't follow you, it goes to space. And then two weeks, three weeks later, they'll be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm in. But what you like kind of had your eggs in that basket doesn't always work. Yeah. That's no, I mean, it's hard. But scheduling issues leads to being late. It's hard to schedule. It's harder than you think to schedule and to keep those schedules and like to run around with everybody's life. Like everybody in the outdoor industry, their life is like constantly in motion. Shambles. Like it's never stopping. I wasn't going to say shambles, but you said it and I don't think that's wrong. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> would you pull them out like, no I I pulled it out. i'm trying to set this camera back i up. didn't do any of that i do think, un unplug the camera and plug it back in i it's it's a lot of scheduling like very rarely am i just sitting on a bunch of episodes and i think people have intent to be good with it including myself but it's just like there'll be an athlete and they're like yeah tomorrow's great how's one and then you're just like middle of the day one o'clock waiting and then no one shows up and then one would give me enough time kind of and then they're like oh let's do 7 p.m and you're like oh that's way too late like it was cutting it close and now i'm really screwed oh you're back in focus yeah back i'm back in focus, in focus for now until later. i move like three minutes or three minutes three inches there must be a way to lock the focus on it but yeah, yeah i think it's because i don't have the software downloaded on the computer i'm just, just plugging it in that, that camera in the background there film camera there's yeah. no way you've ever used that it's not mine He's holding it for a friend. It's not mine. Yeah, it's not, not Gina's. Uh, okay. Um, it is not mine for sure. What um, other products, ski or non-ski, would Boa improve? The Boa talk is like, whew. I mean, let's just keep talking about it. Let's just. I'm keep so over Boa. Like, I feel like you know when you throw up a food, like, and then you can't eat that food for a very long time. That's how I feel about every time someone talks about Boa. Like, I'm like. I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. But yet you keep posting it. Yeah, because we need to, we need the engagement. I'm not I don't mind talking about Boa. I just don't want to have like the preconceived conversation about it. Like if you want to have a conversation about Boa, let's have it and like I try agree. it. Put it on your foot cuz it's new tech and new tech doesn't mean good tech, but it doesn't mean bad tech. Yeah. And they're going to try to throw it on any everything and they already have like there's there's leggings that have Boa that like cinch at the Cal top. Cowboy boots have boa. Yeah. My vans have boa. Yeah. Shoes have boa. Golf shoes have boa. Cycling's had it forever. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I think the big difference with the ski boa is it's extremely serviceable. Oh, it's the easiest one to work on by far. It's the most tolerable. If it was the snowboard boa, like, where it's no way. I wouldn't, buy a, I wouldn't buy a single one if it was the snow. If it was the same as the snowboard bow, I would not buy a single one. Is current wow. snowboard bow still bad though? Yeah, I just replaced one yesterday. Okay, because like, like from twenty three, like a new boot. I feel like there's a lot of snowboard people who went to boa seven years ago and are like, it broke. I'm never using it again. Yeah, but I mean, it's still bad. Like the fit is objectively better and the performance is better in a boa boot than a lace boot. I think like for most people, that's the argument that they make. But 
it does break without a doubt. I think Romeo just threw up my lap. Okay, what's going on here? <laughs> I think he's what is going on? Oh my god. He's anxious. Somebody help me, please. This is just a, clearly a boa and telemark conversation. This is what we do now. We just yeah, when is telemark gonna fucking die? Are you looking at that one? Yeah, I'm looking at that one. Can um, we just talk about let's just talk about telly? Let's fucking pause on questions for a second here. What, what talk about? I'm an expert at telemark. What is with telly? Why why do people feel so engaged with it? How come here's the other question that I think is most important? How come when Ski Mag put out an article with Patty shitting on telly, they like people came out with torches and pitchforks like so angry about it yet when we do it people are really like lol about it It doesn't it doesn't make sense to me like and it's it could just be because but i'm making the meme i think to answer that question it's audience like if i post or you post that meme in the telemark forum they'll pitchfork you like they don't think it's funny. They're old school. They're the reason that it's oh, dying. Do that. They, uh, I get tagged in all of them. All they don't like. I've almost been kicked out many times. Like they ask me to take things down. And oh, it's I for, it's like a, I forgot how Facebook, Facebook groups work. Yeah, yeah, it's so a, it's, it's a whole like, thing. Yeah, but so it's some cop kicks you out. Yeah, it's it's the old school. So there's like two regimes of telemark that are happening right now. There's like the telecalo crew. And those are all like the new school guys, the LOL guys. They realize that like memes are helping the growth of the sport because conversation creates growth. And they have like, they're just good dudes, good chicks. And they're just like creating something fun. And they're just like, it's stupid. It's snowboarding. It's skiing. It's sledding. It's telemark. Like it's, you're just sliding on snow. And then you have like these old curmudgeons who came from like this leather and lace style telemark that was like extremely hard and like arguably super dumb on like a way to get down the hill when you had at that time modern gear. Uh, But there was like a revival in telemark. This is going to be long. I didn't want to go this deep, but there's a revival in telemark because that was how you got into the backcountry. Right. That's... So like K2 made telemark skis, like specific for telemark skiing. They were pre-drilled with holes and like, it was like just like a snowboard. Like they had inserts, you put your screws in. Like it was big at that time. And then DinaFit killed them because they came out with a pin binding and people were like, oh, I don't need this goofy setup to go into the backcountry. So then it just plummeted for a while. And now there's a new revival happening. But I think why people care so much is because they took the time to learn it. And it sucks to learn. And anyone who, like, is good at it is so proud of it. And I think that's where I come into the mix. And it bothers some of them because they're like, you just can't do it. And I'm like, no, I can. It's still dumb. And that, like crushes them because like i'm one of them i see them. that is I'm... the worst that that is the worst like if you're gonna like insult somebody and you do it in your own terms and like the most heartbreaking way to go 
Yeah, well, like Patty went and and skied with Josh, and they made a film, like a short, and he was like a giraffe walking, and he was like, "You guys are right. This is cool. This is hard." But like, I am in this weird position that like someone could call me out, and I could go and be like, "This is my first time," and then I'm, I'm not good at anything. I'm somehow good at telemark skiing, and it it like hurts them because they don't understand why I could be good at it. And still, I don't hate it. I just like, it's dumb. Like everything's dumb. I think I like Alpine the most because I'm terrible at it. Do people actually care about telly? Like, or do they just care that they've committed to something this long? Like, is there actually, like, genuinely, is there something that Telemark does better? Yeah, just like there, but that... There are times when a telemark term, turn is a better turn than an alpine turn, just like there are times that an alpine turn is better than a telemark turn. My right. problem with telemark is people use it as an excuse to be bad, and I hated that. And I think that's why I got good at telemark. Like if I hit a rail and I like zeached it, the kid in the rail park, but that was sick. And I was like, I fucking missed that whole thing, but I'm on telemark. So it's okay. But it's like, yeah, no, yeah. I want to be good. Like I, so I think that's what the new school guys are doing. They're like actually good and telemark skiing. So now it just adds another element. Like these kids are hitting urban. They're like, I mean, you, you're pivoting at your toe so you can like do nose slides and you're like literally up on your toes. It's cool. It's sick to see, but the, the old guard is just changing. There was a bunch of drama that just happened recently. So like I became the white knight somehow um, because I don't know, I have a voice, but I think, I just think it's one of those things that it's old school. It's run that way. And the equipment hasn't changed. So like, imagine if we were skiing shit from 30 years ago. Yeah. Like technology from 30 years ago. NTN came out, what, 20 years ago? And that's like, it used to, it was NTN stands for new telemark norm. And there's people who are still like, I'm not riding that new shit. And like, that's what's going to kill this. People sport. do that with shape skis. The problem is the sample size is so small with telemark. Like, that relative turned over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not like people don't get like sold the newest telemark gear because there's not enough product out there and there's not enough people buying it versus like you can always sell a ski to somebody that's been on straight skis for 30 years and doesn't work. And the second you break them a little, they're in, they're in new right. stuff and they're cool with it. Right. Like it's not the, like, it's just the not brands are like bigger. That. So like these brands are still supporting the old school way to do it because they won't survive if they don't. So like a 22 mm, design still makes a 75 mil binding, which is 40 year old tech. And they make an NTN binding because if they take that skew out of their line, the company's small enough. And this isn't me like shitting on any brands. Like it's what you got to do, but like versus skiing, they can be like, we don't make that anymore. You have to evolve. You like, or you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Telemark. Yeah. I mean, we turn away 10 bindings, 10 Alpine bindings a week, probably. Right. People that like have stuff from 1995 that we just can't like, honestly, that list too, that like indemnification. Yeah. 
is so inconsistent too. It's like you could you could have something years old and for some reason it's still being like you can still service it. It's but for the most part, it's like this is not safe. But you do see some that are like on that list as passable bindings that come in and you're like, this is gonna I could break this with my fingernail right now. Right. But it's a passable well, binding. It's like I don't know. It's I don't think what people know what list we're talking about. Ethan, do you know what list we're talking about? I have no idea what hell there's a binding indemnification list that comes that's updated every single year. What binding shops can work on. So, like, so if like, you walk into a shop with, like, an old binding and the tech tells you, like, dude, we can't touch that, they're not lying. Issues. They're right, right. literally, like, the springs are old, the tech is old. It's yeah, dangerous. why do people always think we're lying about it? Well, I think they want they you just want to sell new equipment. Sell right? new equipment. I, I get it, but, like, that's a pretty sleazy thing to be like, that's what they're doing, and I know it. Like, right at, like, not with that. Like, I don't know. Well, maybe dude, not I've seen people, like... People do do that, but I think the some people don't look for sure. I'm sure some shops just go not too old, right? Like, right. I'm sure there are those people, and like they don't care about it enough, and that's fine. But generally speaking, I don't think shops do it very much with bindings, at least. Yeah, and like I know because if I get happen, well, I get something, and I'm like, hey, this is passes, like technically, but like I wouldn't ski this anymore. Like you're, you're getting dangerous and it's your knees. And I think people miss that about skiing in general. Like when it comes to din settings, bindings, boots, they're supposed to release. We're not pro. No one should have a binding stay on and rip your knee to pieces. Yeah. Unless you're getting paid to do it. Someone messaged earlier and was like getting mad at them at the shop because they ordered pivot 15s online. And the like, the kid was like eighty pounds. Yeah. And then the guy was like, "It's a you it can't like even if you have lead weights in your pocket, you can't. This won't work." Like you can, but you have to lie to me on this sheet, and I will set it for whatever you say. Sign it, and then get your parents to sign it. Yeah, like right. But I do think that is a missed thing. Like for Ethan listening, he doesn't know what we're talking about. Like the tech, like the signing, the waiver, your height, weight, age, skier type, that is a legal document that needs to be filled out for ski shops. Because if something went wrong, technically a ski shop could be liable if it was, if you're supposed to be set at a seven and you set them at a 12 and didn't write it down. Like, like if I, if someone asked me to crank their dins, like I write it on the paper. Yeah, customer request. Customer requested din setting twelve. He should be a J eight. Yeah. Like, but it's paperwork. There's a reason that exists. And like now, Ethan's like lawyer brain, nerd brain is like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. never. I didn't even know that was a thing. I always yeah. thought you had to fill those up just to like make your guys' life easier. I never really realized it's. So we don't just like look a, at you and go. Yeah, it's like a release Ethan's of liability. It's a release. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a release. Interesting. Yeah, there's like yeah. real values to it, and it. Curiosity side one. So if I break my knee, I'm coming after you. My curiosity always is like, how much does one din setting difference make? You know what I mean? Do you ever wonder that? Like, have you ever skied a ski at a six? I mean, a din is and, a standard setting, right? There's probably data on that. It, there is uh, for sure 
I'm I'm more mean like the specifications, like person to person, how much. I think that the din, I think between you know I mean? six and seven is minuscule versus like a six and a twelve. Like I can walk out of a six, Obviously. but I can also ski a, an entire run, knowing that my din is at a six and still ski decently. Right, like you just pressure it differently. Yeah, you just go tiptoes. Yeah, you just, I just lean back. I do like this. I'm. This is a Dylan. This is a Dylan. Uh, Deep and deep and Tima move. Deep and Tima. How do you say his last name? I don't know. I had that problem with somebody else earlier. I had no idea how to Dylan say it. Tima. He does his fronts at like a ten. Yeah, a lot of people do this. And his heel at like a fourteen. Yeah. Because he does. He wants to twist out, but he doesn't want to front punch. So like, if he lands a cliff forward, he can still ride out of it. But if he's twisting like out of control, it just spin out. Yeah, that is very not that we're suggesting people do that for legal reasons. Well, we're not. We have no liability here. Mm, I don't know. Maybe we're influencing people to make bad decisions. Yeah, but you can't prove that. <laughs> 